0: Your customer's workforce is distributed. You know what that means. It's just a fancy way of saying your customer's employees work from home, and they're using home networks, and they don't really care about security. And now you're supposed to manage those computers. You're supposed to secure those networks. And you're supposed to make sure everything's going to be all right. Well, will it be all right? It will be if you listen up. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of the Technology Bradcast. I'm Brad Gross, your host, your favorite attorney, and the self-proclaimed Sultan of Service Contracts to the MSP industry. I'm glad you're here. I apologize for the almost two-month delay in posting this podcast. I had a cold that took my throat out of commission for a couple of weeks, but now we're back. And on this episode... We're gonna talk about how to lower your liability when you're providing services to companies whose employees work from home, which we in the business call distributed workforces. I know, it's a fancy name, I don't know where it came from. Maybe it came from employees who wanted to work from home and didn't know how to pitch it to their employers. I mean, you can't really sell an idea like uh, working from home by saying, I think we're all gonna stay home and work in our pajamas, what do you think? But if you call it distributed workforce and you couple it with a tagline like, look at all the money you're gonna save on rent. Well, I don't know, maybe that's how it went down. I digress. Distributed workforces are here to stay. And companies that use home-based workers want managed services. And you wanna be the company that provides those services, right? Yes, of course you do. Great, but there's a problem and that problem is that employees that work from home do all kinds of things that they wouldn't do if they were in an office setting. They access the company's network from devices that aren't managed or monitored. They access the company's network from the same devices on which they've loaded TikTok or Instagram or other social media platforms. They may download sensitive documents to workstations that aren't entirely private. They store company files on a notebook computer that ends up stolen because, you know, it's left in the front seat of an unlocked car while the employee ran inside for just a second, you know, just a, just a minute, to order his fourth vanilla latte frappuccino with caramel and just a hint of nutmeg. Ah, <sighs> sad but true. Not only that, home devices are usually connected to home networks, and home networks are not particularly secure. So with all of that as a backdrop, the company comes to you and says, manage everything, protect us, and take full responsibility for anything that happens. Yeah, that's what they want. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take the job under those conditions? No. You'll take the job, but you'll do it under a shared responsibility model. What's that? Did I say shared responsibility? I did but let me define that term in the context because it means different things to different people. So if you're following a NIST model or you're heavy into CMMC training, then you know that shared responsibility means that you, the MSP, are responsible for certain security services, while your upstream cloud provider is responsible for other security services. Like, uh, let's take the AWS platform, so AWS Amazon Web Services they manage the host operating system, uh, virtualization layer, while you the MSP you're going to manage the guest operating system security patches. You're going to configure the uh, the AWS provided firewall, right? That's one way. That's a pretty technical way of looking at shared responsibility. But for this broadcast, I'm using that term in a far more vernacular way. I'm using it to mean sharing tasks and allocating responsibilities between you, the MSP, and your customer in a way that is clear, unambiguous, and plainly stated. Did you hear me? Plainly stated. The key to effectively implementing a shared responsibility model is explaining to your customer in plain language what you, the company, will handle, and what your customer will handle. It means explaining to your customer what you're willing and capable of handling in a distributed workforce paradigm, and what you're not willing or capable of doing, and what you have to distribute or give back to your customer to handle. So, let's consider some of the areas and some of these issues that you need to talk about with your customer. You know, some of the areas in which responsibilities will be shared. First area what devices, and how many devices are included in the scope of your coverage. Now let's talk about your responsibility when it comes to number and type of covered devices. You're responsible to explain clearly that only devices that can be monitored by your RMM solution will be included in the scope of your services. And put it plainly, plainly, or your customer might not understand tell your customer that you're going to install software agents on all devices that need to be monitored and that only devices on which those agents are installed will be monitored no agent no monitoring also if certain devices cannot be monitored or managed like i don't know Macs in certain situations then specifically exclude those devices from your coverage if you don't then you're not managing your customers' expectations correctly, and you'll end up arguing over coverage-related issues. It's not what you want to do. Now, what's the customer's responsibility? Well, your customer is responsible for telling its employees that they can't do anything that might circumvent those agents. They can't uninstall the agents. They can't disable them. Make sure your customer understands that it has a duty to inform its employees about the fact that it is the agents that allow the distributed network to be monitored. Issue number two, limited network coverage. Or more specifically, you should define what networks will not be covered, namely home networks. This one, well, this one's actually your responsibility, the MSP's responsibility, not so much the customer. You have to explain clearly that technical problems relating to home networks are not covered. Now, I, I get it. You might try to to uh, to troubleshoot a home network problem from time to time, but it's your responsibility to explain that troubleshooting a home network does not mean that you're covering that network or that you'll be able to remediate problems with the network either at that point or in the future. You should also make it clear that home networks are vulnerable, and if malware occurs because the malware breached the relatively weak defenses presented by a home network, then the customer might be billed on a time and materials basis to diagnose the issue. Number 3. Your customer's employees need to avoid doing dumb things. This is a shared responsibility, but this one is going to go on your customer. You've seen this before, right? Your customer's employees do work at coffee shops and allow others to peer over their shoulders. They leave their notebooks in locked computers. They copy things to flash drives and then lose the flash drives. You know what I'm talking about, right? This one is your customer's responsibility. Your customer needs to have and enforce a distributed workforce policy. This is a policy that explains the do's and the don'ts to all of their uh, employees that are working from home. It doesn't have to be lengthy or verbose. We're not writing we're not war and peace here. We're just reminding employees not to do dumb things and to take a modicum, just a little bit of care, when working remotely. I'm talking about things like uh, session logouts, right? The policy should remind the employee to log off of the company network or at least activate the screen or the device lock protocol. Uh, the policy should require a screen lock after, what, 60 seconds of non-use. Makes sense, right? I mean, the policy should also cover things like viewing position, remind workers to position their screens so no one else can easily see them, prohibit sharing of devices. I mean, this is, you know, this is common sense to you. It's not really common sense to your customer, and your customer needs to explain it to its employees. If you need that kind of a policy to provide to your customer, let me know. I'll get you on the right path. We'll make sure your customers understand the do's and the don'ts of distributed workforces. Next issue, remediation. Remediation is a shared responsibility and it covers several layers. First, you need to define whether remediation is included in your scope of services. Remember, there's a difference between responding to a problem and resolving, also known as fixing a problem. Make sure your scope is clear about whether fixing a problem is included or excluded. And in any event, make sure that your customer understands that the problem has to be capable of being reproduced and demonstrated to your technician. You know, with home networks and people working from home, you'll often get service tickets saying something like, yeah, uh, sometimes this funny thing happens, or now and then I see so and so. If the devices were all in one location, you just roll a tech out to the location, troubleshoot, troubleshoot all the devices, right? But in a distributed workforce where the workstations are not in a central location, you can't just Send a tech out for on-site service every time somebody says, I think I saw something. So, before you spend your time and your money making your techs run all over the city, make sure that your customer understands that you have to be able to see the problem in action before you're required to send a tech out for an on-site visit. Last issue, returning to the workplace. What was once distributed may eventually become centralized. Put another way, your customer may wake up one day and say, hey everyone, let's move back to the workplace. And if that happens, there is a multitude of shared responsibilities that needs to be considered. But first things first, make sure that your service scope clearly states that re-centralizing devices back to the workplace is not a covered service. Trust me. Your customer will undoubtedly think that it's not a big deal if everyone returns to the, to the office with their devices. And not a big deal usually means that your customer won't expect to pay you for handling that service. So make sure your scope of services specifically excludes moving, relocating, re-centralizing devices so you don't have to argue about the costs later on. So what's your responsibility when customers return to the workplace? Answer onboarding and everything that goes with it. Setting up the network, making sure devices are mapped and remapped correctly, making sure that everything is running correctly. You know what onboarding is, right? But what's your customer's responsibility? Answer doing everything that needs to be done so you can onboard the devices. I'm talking about bringing the devices in at a specific time on a specific date so they can be tested and reconfigured. I'm talking about making sure that any personal information or personal accounts are removed from the devices, with, of course, the understanding that if they don't remove those accounts, they will be removed by you, the MSP, once onboarding begins. Think about what it will take to onboard all of the devices that were previously located in the employees' homes, then figure out what areas or requirements you're going to need from your customer, and assign those responsibilities to your customer accordingly. Here's the bottom line. Working with customers that have distributed workforces shouldn't be problematic as long as you look at the entire process as a shared responsibility and then allocate responsibilities between your customer and your company accordingly. Questions? Comments? You know what to do. Call us at 954-217-6225 or email us at info at bradleygross.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next Technology Broadcast.